another edition of Daily in the Word. I am your host and teacher, Rich Chassie. Today, as we end chapter one of the Gospel of John, we're going to see how several of the disciples of John, John the Baptist, now are transitioning to following Jesus, the Son of God. And so as we open up our text today, we'll be looking at that last section of chapter 1, verses 35 through 51. And in this portion, we'll see the early disciples checking out Jesus, if you will, and finding out who he is and determining that question. Is this really the Son of God? Is this really the Messiah? Is this the one that we're supposed to be looking for? And so I encourage you again to open up your Bibles to John chapter 1 and beginning in verse 35, and we're going to be reading through verse 51. Let's begin. The next day John, that's John the Baptist, was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, here in the text, we see these first disciples of Jesus coming, and the invitation that Jesus gives them is interesting, and it's something that ought to inform the way that we speak to people about our Savior, about the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' invitation was for them to follow him. It wasn't about belief yet. It wasn't about obedience yet. It was simply about, hey, come and follow me. Come and see what I'm about. 
And as people would do that, as these disciples would do that, they would come to the conclusion that, yes, Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, that he is the the Holy One of old, that he is the one who was foretold in the scriptures, in the Old Testament scriptures. And so for us, oftentimes our invitation should be come and see, as, as Andrew did, as we'll see in a moment, follow Jesus. Just check him out, and you too will come to the conclusion that he is who he says he is. So verse 35, that next day, John was there again, John the Baptist, with two of his disciples. These are disciples of John the Baptist now. And he sees Jesus, and he declares again, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard this again from John, they decided to follow Jesus. And now you see their switching allegiance, if you will. Instead of following John, they're now going to follow Jesus. And Jesus, noticing that they're following, he turns and he asks, what do you want? And it could be just a simple question about what do you want in the moment or what are you looking for in life? It it seems as if this section, a number of these questions and phrases have double meanings. And so they replied, Rabbi, again, and John lets us know that that means teacher. Where are you staying? So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. Now, in the NIV text here, it says it was about four in the afternoon. And actually, literally, the text says that it was the 10th hour. Now, the 10th hour could be, depending on how it's translated from a Jewish understanding, that would be about four in the afternoon or 10 hours after the hour of 6 a.m. when they started their count for the day, if you will, how they counted their hours But in Roman understanding, they started counting at midnight for their day, which is kind of how we do it today. And so then it would be 10 a.m. in the morning. And that's typically when John is writing, he's writing again from a world view. And so most scholars today believe it was probably around 10 a.m. in the morning. Then Andrew, one one of the two who began to follow Jesus, went to find Simon Peter, his brother. And the first thing, verse 41, that Andrew did was to find him and tell him, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Christ. Now, Messiah and Christ are actually the same word. One is in Hebrew, Messiah, the other in Greek, Christ. And so when we refer to Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. We are saying that Jesus the Messiah or Jesus the Christ. And so early on here, Andrew recognizes that Jesus is indeed the the promised Messiah. And he simply brings Peter to meet Jesus. Jesus takes one look at Peter in, in a prophetic way and says, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas. Now, Cephas comes from another language, Aramaic, which would have been kind of the street language that the Jews would have spoken. Not so much Hebrew, although they would have been familiar with Hebrew. Not so much Greek. Greek, a much more expressive language, the language of the New Testament that the New Testament was written in. But Cephas is Aramaic, and that's what they would have been speaking more often on a daily basis. And then again, you translate Cephas from Aramaic to Greek, 
And this word that means rock is translated Peter in Greek. And so the English translation for Peter would be rock, or you might refer to Peter as Rocky. And that's the name that Jesus gives to him uh, because of the future role that he would have in the early church. The next day, verse 43, again, John is kind of keeping this six-day timeline that we talked about in yesterday's episode. He, he decides to leave for Galilee and finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. And so one thing that we need to notice in this text is how Andrew and Peter and James and John are, even though they are from Galilee, they're fishermen from Galilee, they were initially followers of John the Baptist. And so their first introduction to Jesus was here in Judea, in the southern portion of the kingdom, where they are first following John the Baptist and now being introduced to Jesus. And then we see later on in in Matthew chapter 4, and it's in Mark chapter 1, and then again in Luke chapter 5, where at the Sea of Galilee, you see Jesus approaching these four men, James and John and Andrew and Peter, and giving them an an official invitation to follow. In other words, now's the time, guys, you're coming with me. Now is the kind of the beginning, the public ministry that Jesus is going to be embarking on at this point. And so when Jesus calls Peter and Andrew and James and John there on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, that's not their first meeting. Sometimes it looks as if when you're reading those portions in Matthew and Mark and so forth, that it looks like, whoa, just Jesus showed up and boom, first time meeting Jesus, dropped their nets and followed him. It wasn't quite like that. Their first introduction comes now here with John the Baptist in Judea before Jesus returns to Galilee. And so on his return to Galilee, he finds Philip and he says to him, follow me. And Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida, there on the shores of Galilee. And Philip found his friend Nathanael and tells him, hey, we have found the one that Moses wrote about. In in Deuteronomy chapter 18, Moses wrote about one who was coming after him. And the prophets wrote about Jesus in Daniel, in Isaiah, in a number of other places where the prophets, the Old Testament prophets now, spoke of the coming of the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one. And he refers to Jesus as being from Nazareth and also being the son of Joseph. Now, we know that Joseph, in a sense, adopted Jesus, but he wasn't technically the son of Joseph. But that's at this early stage how they recognize Jesus. And in verse 46, the way that Nathaniel responds, it's a, it's a way of recognizing the reputation of Nazareth. It was had a reputation as being a nothing town, a poor, nothing kind of a town. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. And Philip doesn't engage him in an argument at this point. He just says, come come, check it out. Come and see. Come and see. And again, anyone who is today a follower of Christ can simply say, come and see. Come and see and bring them to what is today the body of Christ, as in the church, the local church, to bring them to Jesus. And the local church serves as the body of Christ in our day 
And so the, the body of Christ is meant to be that representation of Jesus on earth. And so again, we too, just like Philip can say, come and see, just like Andrew with his brother Peter can say, come and see. And then when Jesus, this is now verse 47, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now, the the idea of no deceit is interesting because we'll see later in just a few verses here, Nathanael was at some point either reading about or meditating on the idea of Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, reading about Jacob and the dream that he has about the ladder or the stairway and the angels ascending and descending out of heaven to earth and then back. And Jacob, of course, his name means deceiver. And here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Aha! Nathaniel is like, well, how do you know that about me? Verse 48, Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. In other words, Jesus supernaturally saw where Nathaniel was as he was staying under, he was abiding under the fig tree, which is another element of prophecy, actually. It's a promise that was given to Israel in 1 Kings 4. It talks about how the Israelites, when they were doing well, it would be like every man would be able to stay or relax or to have leisure and safety under each their own vine, under their own fig tree. And it speaks of that in the coming age when Jesus comes again to set up the kingdom, that same imagery of everyone being able to rest under their own fig tree in peace and in safety and contentment. It's what he's saying about Nathaniel. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. In other words, Nathaniel, a righteous Israelite, as Jesus refers to him. Nathaniel, now recognizing this declaration, says in verse 49, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. This doesn't mean that Nathaniel understood all the implications of the Trinity or the incarnation, the birth of Christ, and so forth, but he just recognized that, could this be the one? Is this the Messiah? Is this the one that we've been looking for who would be the King of Israel? Then Jesus says, you believe because I I told you I saw you under the fig tree. Very simple, very easy, but you're going to see greater things, Nathaniel. You're going to see greater things than that. And then in verse 51, he kind of opens it up, pluralizes the you. Very truly, I tell you, plural, you will, will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And again, that's that reference back to Genesis chapter 28 and the dream that Jacob saw. But now Jesus is saying that he himself will be the stairway. He himself will be the ladder that God will use to ascend and descend on Jesus. Jesus being the mediator, Jesus being the go-between between us and heaven, between us and our heavenly Father. And so this now serves as our introduction into the early disciples and their first meeting with Jesus, their first indication of following Jesus, their first indication of 
recognizing Jesus as, as being the Son of God, the Son of Man. And next, we're going to be getting into the miracles, the first of the public ministry of Jesus. And again, there will be seven that the Apostle John highlights here, these seven miracles or these seven signs, each having a different impact, each having a different message for us, pointing to that here Jesus really is who he says he is, that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. So Lord, thank you again today for your word. Thank you again for uh, the ministry of John the Baptist. May again we be like him and pointing people to Jesus. And may we simply just follow you. Lord, for those who are not yet fully convinced that you are our Savior and Lord, and there is no other hope that we have other than in Jesus, I pray that people would simply just follow you. Lord, that they would experience the church, the body of Christ, and in that they would see fellow believers who recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, and they too would be convinced that Jesus is our Messiah, our Savior, our Lord, our King. Lord, I pray that you would increase our fellowship, that in that our faith would grow, and then in that our obedience would grow. Lord, there is so much to be gained from your word, and so we thank you for it. Change our minds, uh, transform our minds, our lives through your word, we ask and we pray, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, I thank you for listening to us here on Daily in the Word, and I encourage you to Invite your friends and family to join in with us. Encourage them to check us out on all the different platforms. You can also find us on our website at dailyintheword.info. That's, again, dailyintheword.info. You can also send us an email if you have any questions. Love to have you send those here at dailyintheword at yahoo.com. Again, dailyintheword at yahoo.com. So again, I pray that you have a great day, a blessed day, and we'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word.